this feels like you're trying to create a monster. An AI version of me where you're like, I'll just keep saying random bullshit. Just like... So I can create AI voice and replace him. I didn't want you to know that, though. Ah, yes. Welcome to the Survivor Turning Back Time podcast, the only Survivor podcast that tells you, ha, in your face, I needed this, I needed it. <laughs> I'm your host, Stephen Levine, with my co-host, Jared Sheldon. Jared, did you need it? What is it, Stephen? We all know what it is. Then yes. Nice. Hey, last episode, we talked about, like, stir things up, Kathy. And she went, I heard you. You got it. You got it. Let's stir things up, baby. I do appreciate it. I love it so much. Not in the right way, but well, that's the episode talk. <laughs> that's the thing that we can talk about during. What's new with you? How's it going? No, no. Let's talk about yesterday, Stephen. I am free from the evil. What is the evil, Stephen? The evil was a softball team that people didn't want to play on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was okay. It's, it's not that bad, but it's the trying to get people to play a game that people don't want to play is just... Especially when they're your coworkers. Week after week after week yeah. where it falls on you. And it, like, it's nobody's fault, but it, it was just a stress in my life that I am glad is now gone. So glad. <laughs> Every week I would text Steven and go, so how many people do we need today? Yes. <laughs> how many people do I need to find? Absolutely is the answer. No, I am... You and I are both uh, in our comatose era. Um, for different reasons. You've had, obviously, you're still recovering from your wedding. That is a big deal. It takes up a lot of your energy. Heard of it. I'm recovering from three separate weekends of events. I was saying to somebody earlier that I did the math. <laughs> and in the last three weekends, I have driven a combined roughly 38 hours. That's too many hours, I'm Steven. pretty sure this is how you opened the last episode. Is it? Yeah. Everything's blending together to be the same this week. <laughs> And I don't remember what we talked about two days ago, because I'm fucking fried. Everything is a nightmare, and everyone is sad. Yes. I mean, I wouldn't say I'm sad. I'm just... <sighs> I'm ready to be rejuvenated. <laughs> ready to be brought back to life. Moisturize me, Seymour. Oh, God. That was a weird mix of things. <laughs> it Do was. I don't know. I don't know why I jumped to that combination. It was Doctor Who and... Little Shop of Horrors. No, not Doctor Who. Oh, I guess, yeah, yeah, Moisturize Me. Yeah, moisturize Me. Who. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What were you referencing? I was, no, no, you're right. I mixed up with Silence of the Lambs because I was thinking of Lotion in the Basket. But oh, it's, sure. It is Doctor Who. Okay. I mean, yes, everyone can be moisturized, I guess. Dude, I have two brain cells, and they're both fucking fighting for third place. <sighs> I don't know what to tell you. Yay. I will say, if I haven't talked about this already, maybe I have because, like I said, two brain cells. I have an assistant at work now, and it's fucking awesome. That's nice. Not my own personal one. It's for, like, a few of us, but, like, damn, it's nice. <laughs> I like power, Steven. Oh, I don't like how you say that, though. Yikes. <laughs> Speaking of things that are powerful, emails. If you want to email us, feel free to do so. SurvivorTBT at gmail.com. Or you can message us on Reddit, u slash SurvivorTBT. We got emails in. First one's from Tyler. Tyler, Ethan's last name is pronounced with a short O rather than a long O sound. So the name of his blog isn't quite as pretentious as you made it sound. So don't worry. You pronounced it better than Bryant Gumbel at the Africa reunion who called him Ethan Zorn. Oh, true. Oh my god, I've already memory hold Brian Gumbel. Kneel before Zorn. <laughs> oh, Bryant Gumbel, may you stay away from Survivor. Unless it's as a contestant. I would watch that. How do you think Bryant Gumble would do on Survivor? Terrible. But if he would have been one of the people on David vs. Goliath, I would have been happy about it. I think it would have been pretty funny. Oh, boy. Okay. Oh, wait. Before I go on, I would like to point out that I am Minnesotan, so every O is a long O sound. <laughs> You're welcome. Rupert did win a reward challenge in Pearl Islands, but he gave the reward to Lil, and she wasn't allowed to pick him to go with her. Oh, that's right. So maybe he meant this was the first individual reward trip he actually went on. So I guess that tracks. Or, honestly, maybe he forgot. We're going to talk about it later in the episode, but, like, 
This Rupert don't seem right by this point in the season. Okay. Rupert doesn't seem like he's all there anymore. <laughs> Lex was approached about doing Blood versus Water with his son, but declined. And was approached again about doing season 40 before we, they made it all winners. Yeah, 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 we did. But I want to say it again, Jared, just so everybody knows. Fair. Also, a couple things to note. That in Africa... He almost imploded his game shortly after the merge when he went on his witch hunt about getting a vote. Yes. Yes, correct. But was saved when Brandon made a dumber move by flipping on his tribe to vote with Lex's group. But this time, there was no one to make a dumber move to save him. Correct. Also in Africa, he got votes at every post-merge tribal that he didn't have immunity in. So even though he only went to one post-merge tribal this season... His trend continued of getting votes through the entire pre-merge without getting through the entire pre-merge without a vote, then getting votes at every non-immune post-merge tribal. Yeah, I mean that's I think that's fine if you're the person that is the presumed winner to get votes in your post-merge tribals. You don't have immunity. Sure, but that's a good point. Yeah, I forgot that he blew up his game. <laughs> I mean, I remember the witch hunt, but I forgot how much that impacted his game. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Carl, episode eleven email. Oh, yes, please rank Merge Tribe names. That'd be fantastic. You got it. Put it on the list. Some pictures of the episode. <laughs> I'm just going to turn the phone around for this one. We have Rob lifting a heavy item out of the water. Very strenuous. And we have Amber brushing her teeth. That, it, it doesn't need to be a picture. It was like a fucking five-minute scene. America's couple. Mmm. Delicious. Notes. I would imagine the editors didn't include the pregame alliance stuff because they'd been openly trying to discourage that concept for however many months. But yes, it makes these episodes much more bizarre when you don't know that. And it makes Lex and Kathy look like much stupider and poorer losers. Yep. Yeah. I agree with Jared that Survivor is kind of turning into The Bachelor with Rob and Amber, and I'm not a fan. Yeah, it's, it's just too much. But don't worry. They Aven got their showmance, and they're going to ram it down our throat. People realize that showmances don't work. But it's working for them. Thought that, once again, Rob came off as quite a douche in his confessional where he mocks Lex for believing his lie. Yeah. I mean, he's playing the heel at that point. Yeah. You didn't really believe that, did you? I actually, I'm not going to lie, I kind of liked it. He obviously knows he had more than just five-second handshake agreement with Lex, but he knows the show won't include the pregame alliance stuff, so he takes the opportunity to play to the cameras at the expense of his alleged friend. Lex couldn't have been happy watching that one back. No. No, I agree. Dude, if Rob does make final two, boy, is that going to be a spicy final tribal. You think so? Yes. Ooh, we'll see if we get there. Lex, on the other hand, definitely goofed by taking out Jerry, in my opinion. I understand the favor for a friend aspect, but with more foresight, he probably could have seen that Rob was never going to turn on Amber and that fact was going to present a problem for the Rob, Lex, Kathy, Tom foursome. You don't say. Yeah. Could say more on this, but that would it could get spoilery, so we're gonna we're gonna keep that to ourselves. Also agree that Lex should have scrambled more if he didn't. Although I'm sure he talked to Tom about everything, at the very least given his comments. Yeah, and for whatever reason, boy does Shapira not want to break up. We'll talk about that more this episode. Yeah. All that said, I do still have major sympathy for Lex. Pre-game alliances were considered more sacred than in-game alliances back then, as oh. you can see how much Lex uses the word friend. So I get why he's hurt and all, even if he put himself there by making that mistake. Which, him voting out Amber might have also been viewed poorly by the jury, or at least by Rob, who may have influenced the jury really seems like there was no way for this to end well after Rob and Amber hooked up. And when they did the tribe swap that way, or it ended up being that way, they didn't do it that way, but like if, if they if you did had, it to us. If you had, let's say, Amber and Alicia, and you get rid of Alicia, mm -hmm. no one gives a fuck. Mm -hmm. Like at that point, you're actually into like interesting numbers. Where does Big Tom go as a swing vote versus like, fuck, they sent one person over here and it's goddamn amber <laughs> fuck it's the goddamn spider-man it's the goddamn spider-man i mean hell even if it had been jenna or alicia or whatever that had whoever that had come over yeah wild yeah w slash r slash t do you know what that stands for i'm not hip with what context 
It just says W slash R slash T. Kathy's melodramatic confessional. W slash R slash T. Do you want to Google that quick? Yeah. yeah, that'll be fun. With reference to, with respect to, with regards to. Got it. Heard. With reference to Kathy's melodramatic confessional, it's just a hunch, but I have a feeling there was more in that conversation between her, Lex, and Rob that just wasn't shown. Oh, I'm sure. We don't know how long it went on or how personal it got after all. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of stuff they wouldn't have shown if it got personal and involving the alliance beforehand and all of that. Correct. On the immunity necklace, you probably don't remember, but way back in Australia or Africa, I mentioned in an email that there was a specific doctored tribal council reaction shot that was particularly bothered me. Of course, this is that shot. This Okay, it's the one of like Lex freaking out because Kathy yeah. said she's going to keep it. Yeah. I was wondering about that because it doesn't – the scenes don't quite line up yeah. perfectly. That one I was like, that just – it doesn't seem right. Kathy and Lex have both gone on record to say that Lex insisted until the very end that Kathy keep her immunity and the shot where he looks pissed and betrayed after she keeps it was from an entirely different part of that tribal council. Mm-hmm. It just was included to make Lex look like a dick. And I wouldn't be surprised if his edit pissed him off and is part of the reason he didn't come back. Just speculation. That could be that. Yeah. Tracks. Another potential reason for him not returning, large sections of the fan base, though by no means everybody, hated Lex after this. Basically, they thought that he was a hypocritical baby who was just mad that he lost to a better player. He would consistently rank at the very bottom of online contestant popularity polls for years afterwards. What? Wild when you consider how terrible Thailand's trio's existence. Yeah, I mean, he's a star, regardless of whether you like his game or not. Like, he's good TV, he's fun to watch, and he makes moves. Yeah. Like, that's that's insane to me. I, I don't understand that at all. I don't think there's anyone with a greater popularity disparity between fans and alumni, actually. I haven't been plugged in for a while, so I don't know if Lex still goes to events, but even as late as 2015-ish, pretty much all of the former survivors fucking loved Lex. Mm. Meanwhile, the internet calls him Twat Waffle. <laughs> I mean, I love the nickname, but it's it, there's I can think of like five other people that deserve it more on this season. Yeah, that seems a little weird that you pin that on him, but all right. Yeah. This episode caused a huge rift in the Survivor community. For the first time in its history, up until this point, everyone more or less agreed on the mythology, to steal a word from Survivor writer Mario Lanza, of Survivor. Hatch was the first mastermind. Ethan was the first good guy to win. Rob C. was the best to never win. But after this fight, Survivor fans had to pick a side in a major way. You were either pro-Rob or pro-Lex. I can see that. And after being divided like this, the Survivor fan base would never again be as unified as it once was. As you can see today, where people have vastly differing opinions on pretty much every season and character. I mean, diversity of opinions is overall a good thing. I agree. This reminds me a little bit of season one, when the headbutt match between Greg and Rich that ended so early. Zinedine Zidane. What? The famous headbutt from the World Cup. God damn it. Zinedine Zidane. Go on. We're like, headbutt was a weird word to use. I've been listening to a podcast on why Vince McMahon is a bastard, so that's probably why. <laughs> it ended pretty early in the season, but it was like the biggest clash of the season. I'm not saying it's going to be the biggest clash of all stars, but it kind of feels like that of like, oh, okay, whoever wins this battle is probably the person that's going all the way. Sure. I see what you're saying. Cool. That's all I got for emails. Do you want to do, do an episode, Jared? <laughs> In the spirit of the episode, I should uh, fight you on it and make it very personal. But um, no, let's do an episode, Stephen. You like that. You like that. Okay, Kirk. Bumper. All right, this episode came out on April 22nd of 2004. Uh, A couple things that happened in the week between episodes. The first one, the superliner Queen Mary II embarks on her first transatlantic crossing, linking the golden age of ocean travel to the modern age of ocean travel. I need more context than that. Just, we sent big ships back on the ocean. Big ships, baby. I don't like big ships in the ocean. Why not? We shouldn't be in the ocean. (laughs) Ocean scary. Ocean scary. (laughs) 
Rock for the Rainforest Benefit Concert held at Carnegie Hall, New York City. Performers include Sting, Elton John, James Taylor, Billy Joel, Bette Midler, and Little Jimmy Scott. I don't know who that last one is. Little Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> we don't do benefit concerts anymore. Oh, we do. They're just not called benefit concert. Oh, all right. I just I remember those being really popular when we were growing up. Sure. And now they've just kind of gone the way of the dinosaur. And that's probably for the best. There's people do it all the time, and like the GoFundMe has surpassed a, a sure. benefit concert. And honestly, probably should because like raising money without having all the expenses is probably a better way to do it. Yeah. Anyway, the last thing. Pat Tillman, American football player and U.S. Army Ranger, killed in action at 27. Yeah. Remember that being a really big deal. Yeah. Oh, well, the NFL milked that for all it's worth. Of course they did. And, I mean, the military also milked that for all it's worth. Of course they did. And, like, the Tillman family wants nothing to do with that. Of course they don't. Yeah, so I know there's, like, a a documentary about this, but it is fascinating. Go, Go look up Pat Tillman and, like... All of the shenanigans behind, like, his death and people using it for ways that Pat Tillman was like, don't use it this way. Yeah. Yep. The top song is still Usher. Yeah. Nope, the top song is still Yeah by Usher. Usher could be a song. It could be. It's not. It's an artist. Okay. The top five movies are number five, Home on the Range. Number four, Hellboy. Number three, Passion of the Christ. Number two, The Punisher. Okay. I didn't even clock that the first time I did this. And then number one. Kill Bill Volume 2. Oh, yes, of course. I remember us doing Kill Bill Volume 1 and then me being like, uh, saying something about Volume 2, I won't say what. And you being like, I guess we'll find out when we get there. So for those of you uninformed, The Bride, played by Uma Thurman, picks up where she left off in Volume 1 with her quest to finish the hit list she has composed of all the people who have wronged her, including ex-boyfriend Bill, played by David Carradine, who tried to have her killed four years ago during her wedding to another man. Leaving several dead in her wake, she eventually tracks down Bill in Mexico. Using skills she has learned during her assassin career, she attempts to finish what she has set out to do in the first place. Does she kill Bill? I think she does. Ah. Spoiler alert. Damn. Kill Bill. (laughs) What do you think the rating on this is, Stephen? So, okay, if I remember correctly, and I have not seen Kill Bill Volume 2... I, I remember watching Kill Bill Volume 1 with you at the stunt show. Like, Oh my god, we did. We watched it in somebody's cabin. Yeah. It was, it, I mean, it was a time. It's a good movie. It's Tarantino. I don't believe that this one is as good as the first one, but I still think the audiences are going to like it more than the critics. So I'm going to go with a 72 audience score, a... 48 critic score. You underestimate Quentin Tarantino. Ah, uh, damn. 84 critic score? 89 audience score. Yeah, I underestimated it. I also thought that... I haven't seen Volume 2. I also thought it was rated pretty badly. So I'm kind of shocked to see that, and now I might end up watching it once the strike is over. Okay. Not watching shit till the strike is over. That's fair. <laughs> what are you going as for Halloween, Jared? Well, it depends on what party you're talking about, but one of them is a Disney Channel original movie-themed party, which I don't believe is SAG-AFTRA. Is that struck content? I have no idea. I You're going to have to do some research before you go. Yeah, I mean, those are, uh, those were, or not original movies, uh, the Disney Channel TV shows. That might, that might be equity, or not equity, no SAG-AFTRA. Double-check that. I should look at that. Yeah. I mean, there are things that you can go as that are not struck from things uh, never mind we don't have to get into that moving on i saw a funny article that ryan reynolds is looking forward to yelling scab at his daughter for dressing up as struck content i love that saying well she's gotta learn some sometime <laughs> gotta learn sometime not in the union but i'm about to teach her an important lesson <laughs> hilarious we don't cross the picket line in this fucking house nope good for ryan reynolds that all you got Fight cops on the picket line. Oh, okay. This is not an actionable threat. What does fighting cops on the picket line do for the the strike? Keeps the strike together. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, this is now the survivor uh, history of labor disputes in America. Have you heard of the Homestead riots, Stephen? No. Look them up. Okay. 
listen, the reason we have a five-day work week and weekends is because guys at factories with machine guns just said, no, you're not getting through this fucking line. How radical can the Survivor Turning Back Time podcast get? I'm just talking about history. I'm talking about what those guys did. I'm not, I'm not saying anybody should do anything. I'm just saying that's what they did. Bumper. We already did the bumper. Bumper again. Keep bumpering. <laughs> so rusty. Okay, fine. Then let's get into the episode. Episode. <laughs> episode thirteen. Stupid people. Stupid, stupid people. She's right. Yeah. I'm, okay. Yeah. I'm not fighting you on this one. Yeah. She is right. She's so right. So what's what's going on with this episode, Jared? This is the cattiest we have seen Survivor. Yes. Well, in a while. I think this is the cattiest we have seen Survivor. Okay. Like, don't get me wrong, there's been fights before, but first of all, the show spends this entire episode being like, what if we made them all hate each other? (laughs) What if we just put them all in positions where they will fucking hate each other by the end of this? And, like, sure, like we've seen blow-ups about things. I don't think we've seen the outright hostility that we see through this episode from Alicia and Sheehan in camp 24-7 for three days straight. Mm. Maybe that's editing, but people at least try to live together nicely up until this point, and now egos are involved, and the reward challenge definitely uh, adds fuel to that fire. <laughs> yes, it's it's the chopping block challenge, and we'll get to that when we get to that, but yeah. it's interestingly timed. I wish they would have done it at eight. Yeah, but I I see why they did it here. Yep. Cool. Me too. Let's uh let's start the episode with ah yes, everyone's favorite, more rain. Yeah, that's also the thing to remember is that like these people are fucking miserable. Everyone's these, miserable. Post Australia, these are probably the worst conditions we've seen them have to live in. And it's a very different type of condition, right? Like Australia was just people laying around trying not to starve to death. And that will provoke a certain amount of misery but it's a sort of like like sure you're hangry you're it's all of that but it's a very stagnant misery where it's like i have no energy i don't want to do anything mm-hmm. versus being waterlogged all of the time that is a different kind of uncomfortable that is more i i feel like would make me more irritable than more like don't perceive me i'm gonna be a lizard on a rock and wither into nothing you know <laughs> I'm going to take up all this sun, and I'm going to <laughs> pretend I have food. And turn into a fucking raisin. Yeah. <laughs> Sheehan, they're pagonging my tribe. I I love that. I love self-referential material, Sheehan. Yeah. Go on. Do it. I got no one. So she, what does she do? She tries to get someone. She pulls Rob aside. Weird that you go there, but all right. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of understand it in a way of, hey, they're all going to be coming for you. And most seasons, she would be right. Especially from here on out, I predict. But nobody is. Because they all hate each other more. <laughs> we could deal with Rob now, or we could fuck each other over for the rest of this time. I mean, Rob's also lit three jury votes on fire. And there's only three jury members. Hey. So. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, so she pulls Rob aside. She's like, are you staying with your original six, or are there any possibilities I could work my way in there? Rob, usually one to make alliances with everyone, is like, nah, you're fucked. And this is one of the smartest things Rob has done the entire season. I agree. Besides getting with Amber. <laughs> because cause Amber's smarter than him. But if he makes a fake deal with her... That just throws the whole game in a disarray, and then he's probably the target. Yeah. It it fuels the fire for Sheehan, and kind of throughout this whole episode, you're like, all right, you know you're on the chopping block. You know no one wants to work with you, so go, go with the immunity. She tries to do the fair play, which we're going to call from here on out, which is like the, cool, so if I go home today, who's next? She kind of tries that. She kind But she of makes does. it all about her. And I did not like Sheehan this episode. And I don't think you're supposed to. But she's just kind of being a bad sport. And I totally understand and empathize why. Your life is miserable. The rest of the tribe is a clique that they will not let you in. 
you have no friends, you are sick of this shit, and you want to go home. I can empathize with all of that. Sure. Trying to make it further and further into the game and possibly win the game, you are not helping yourself. <laughs> I, I love that we... This is personal, and I don't want to attack you, but you are also sometimes not the greatest sport. Sure, but that's because refs should do their job better. <laughs> okay, I'm going to move right up. I'm past. not a bad sport. I'm right. Okay. So they get a mask in the mail. It's it's the masked smash challenge, but they don't get to design their own mask this time like right. they did in Amazon. It's made for them, which hey. honestly makes it much funnier. I, I like the masks for the most part. You uh-huh. know what? I will give them credit. It's a low fucking bar, but they stepped over it. They're not racist. They're not racist. They're not. In the past, these have been racist. And this time, they're not racist. It could have been so easy for them to have different shaped masks, oh. have different... I mean, they painted them, like, the right skin tones, which was very nice. Sure. They didn't go overboard with features. The funniest part, really, was that Jenna and Amber were just the same. <laughs> the same with different hair? Yeah. So funny. When, when like, you... a couple of identifying features, like Tom with his hat yep. and beard, and, like, yeah, they were cute. The, the hats were very impressive to me. Yeah. It's, again, a low-hanging bar, because it... we're going for broad strokes, but, sure. man... It's really funny. It's pretty funny. I love it. Yeah, so they're playing the it's it's the pecking order challenge of you're going to answer questions. Well, it's actually two pecking order challenges combined. Yeah, because they had them do a survey. They had them answer questions about each other and then when you answer correct questions, you get to chop at people and you get three strikes you're out. So, really, it's opening up for a lot of bad apples. Yes. And some of these questions were fucking cutting, man. We're mean. I feel like they weren't as mean as Amazon. Amazon got pretty mean. I felt like they were almost meaner. Really? Okay. Now, maybe I'm just struggling to remember the Amazon ones, but, like, who doesn't deserve to be on All-Stars? Like, that's a brutal fucking question. That's pretty brutal. Okay. I had a thought when they announced, when they were going through the challenge, the rules and all of that. Do you think the way that they did it, where the winner picks the order of the menu, Mm -hmm. is better than the order you're out is the order of the menu? Because I go back and forth on this. In this scenario, it depends on what you're trying to accomplish. Because if you're Survivor and you want people to see who's in a bad spot, then no. Mm. Because then you're just getting a single person's opinion. Like, you are getting the crowds, but really, you're just trying to boost up the person who you think is going to give you something to the winner, rather than, I think that this person needs to be chopped, get rid of them, so that they don't have a good lunch. Yeah, I think, it. yeah, I agree with what you're going for. I think if you are trying to put one person on the hot seat, the way they did it is better. If you're trying to get the Marquesas effect where like to, to establish a pecking order. Mm-hmm. I think who like that being the order, like first person out, you're getting rice. Mm-hmm. Second person out, you're getting potatoes and so on and so forth is more interesting. I agree. But the way they did it worked. And I think it made good content. Yes, absolutely. No, it, they could have milked this for the entire episode. Hey, why did no one go after Rupert? Even once we like Rupert. Okay. This is now the second time Rupert's gone into the the whole, like, pick someone to chop challenge and walked away the winner. (laughs) He's done two of them, and he's undefeated. Correct. I think what we're seeing is people, maybe people are playing super smart here. Maybe they don't want to raise Boss and Rob. And, I mean, he made it a long way into this challenge, but people don't want to raise Boss and Rob to be this, like, ah, yes, our leader, go get him, sir. Sure. (laughs) But also, yeah, he did make it almost to the end, but literally no one chopped at Rupert. Yeah, Amber chopped at Rob. Yeah. Interesting. So interesting. Because she's the smartest fucking person playing this game. Correct. Yes. So here are your questions and the answers to said questions. First question, who do you trust with your life? The answer people voted for was Rob. You know, I can understand it. Not in the game. Sure. But of those people with my life, 
sure. Rob has shown he's he, he has shown himself to be able to put things that aren't in the game above the game. Like he seems like outside of the game to be a very <laughs> nice, trustworthy person. Seems like a nice young man. Yeah, he, according to Kathy, he has a soul. So, <laughs> what a low bar we have. <laughs> Two does not deserve to be an all star. And this answer was Sheehan and Alicia. Which means, so there's seven of them. Correct. So that means three, three, and one. Yes. I believe Jenna admitted that Jenna put herself down. Interesting. Okay. Or something like that. That's so wild to me. Because if you're, if you have strategy brain, you're all just writing down Sheehan. Correct. But that means that there's three people, or I guess two people, that, and Rob's probably one of them. That just decided, ah, I'm just going to set it on fire. No, probably three people. If if Jenna was... I'm thinking she and voted for Alicia. Yes. Oh, you're right. So okay. two people on yep. Shapira. That's good math. <laughs> and you know what? After this episode and after the season, I kind of agree with them. Uh-oh. On Alicia. Uh-oh. I was excited for Alicia because we got so little of her in All-Stars, and I was like, ah, she's on the wrong side of a very tribal game in Australia. She sucks, man. She Not not like as a person. She sucks as Survivor. Okay. I, I see what you're saying in that she puts, like, her game plan on a track. We're on day 30. Uh-huh. And she's just now making a deal with Tom. Sure. What? <laughs> She, from what I can tell, she her game plan is very inflexible, is that she had an idea, she ran with it, and then when things started to go off the rails, she couldn't adjust. Not only do I think she's not good at the social game, I, it doesn't even seem like she enjoys the social game. <laughs> like, she takes this question, and kind of rightfully so, very personally, and spends all of camp, like, being mean to people that are trying to be like... Hey, we had to put someone's name down. Yeah. And she's she's right to be mad. Yes. She's not right to be chewing people's heads off about it because as she says later in the episode, you still have to live with them. Yes, correct. Except she doesn't because she gets voted off. <laughs> and it's very telling that it is a six to one vote. Or six to two. I don't remember off the top of my head. It's not close. There was a lot of different ways this vote could have gone, but Alicia just... She should be on the challenge. Sure. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, she's good. She's she's like Burton last season. Like, She would athlete. actually, she would fit perfectly in the challenge. Yeah. An, an athlete, but not somebody who's really that good at the social game. So she was Burton without a Johnny Fairplay. Mm. Okay. I disagree that I don't, I don't think that she is not deserving of being an all-star. And obviously, like, you're at the final. There's only seven names that you yeah, can put down. I mean, so it's... It, you're putting someone in a bad spot. I like all of these seven. Right, I, I mean of the seven left. Correct. And if we're going by strictly social game and, like, what we've seen prior to the game, the answer is Amber. What? Amber. Oh, you you mean, like, of their previous season? Correct. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm also including what they've done this season. Yes, and that, of course, you should. <laughs> Absolutely. But yes, in casting? Yeah, how the fuck did Amber get on this show? Yes. <laughs> but like I said... I don't think that she is not deserving of her part, but she did react very poorly to this. Yeah, it's just kind of, I, I, there's a few people on this season that I'm like, it just feels like wasted potential, where I was so excited when you said they were coming back to All-Stars, which mm -hmm. was like, oh yeah, we didn't get to see a lot of them, and they were buried because of X, Y, and Z, and then they got here, I'm like, oh, you are the same. You did not grow. We learned nothing. Yeah. And Alicia's like, front and center of that <laughs> Yeah. Three, who uses sex appeal as a weapon? Amber. Everyone knows it's Amber. Yeah. Amber knows it's Amber. That's the obvious answer. Whom has the false assumption that they are smart? Now, this one, I would take personal. So, <laughs> a couple things about this question. Whoever wrote down Tom does not know Tom. The show could have edited in a smash cut of all the times in Africa and all stars where Tom has called himself dumb in confessionals. Tom does not think he is smart. Yeah. He is under no illusions. Correct. Yeah, this one is very... I expected this to be Sheehan with a runaway. 
I mean, if you're smart on this old Shapira tribe, you write down Xi'an for everything that is negative. Yeah. Bury her. Sure. Don't piss off your tribe. And obviously Xi'an's not taking... She has been the answer of a couple of them. Or the first one, at least, it was tied. Who doesn't deserve to be here? And Xi'an, we get it. You're ostracized. You, just keep make the comments in your head. And I understand why she's not, because you're tired and you've been on two seasons <laughs> where you've been fucked over constantly. Yeah. But, yeah, no, this one I would definitely take personally, and Alicia does, and it kind of makes sense. Yeah. I feel bad. Five, who's the most honest? It's Rupert. Yeah. Six, who never shuts up? Jenna. Jenna's over there like, it's me. Jenna wrote down Jenna and was like, yup. It's me. Yeah. So then Rupert wins. Rupert gets no chops. Wild. Wild. So then Rupert has the decision to make. Like, we could... We go back to camp and Alicia's pissed and, like, I get it. And Rob's being a jerk about it, too. Like, Alicia's ego took a blow. And Alicia's just standing there with Kathy's words ringing in her head of, like, now's the time. Now's the time. Now's the time to make a move. Now's the time. And she... It's too late. She can't. Doesn't do it. Well, funny enough, later, she's the one that says it's too late. To Shean. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. I don't care what you have to say. Shut up. It's too late. You're gone. Yeah, the best thing you can do on Survivor is uh, close doors that don't need to be closed. Yeah. Yeah. While all that's happening, Jenna's trying to console her and be like, hey, I get it. Like, let's talk it out. I want to, like, put my arm around you, hug you. And Alicia's like, no, get away from me. <sighs> the last person I want consoling me is Jenna. Is it? That's weird. Why? Jenna seems very kind. Jenna seems kind. Jenna also, like, maybe a little annoying, can run her mouth. And yeah. as we say, doesn't shut up. <laughs> they voted like, that she won't shut up. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have beef. I'm also not there. So <laughs> there's that. Spending Spending so much time with people like an unlimited amount of time yes there's things that would get on my nerves there's bugs and there's rain and there's no food because apparently you can't fish when it's raining i didn't quite understand that i i don't know how fishing works apparently it's it's the weather it's the swells you don't want to like oh that makes sense yeah i'm i've lived on the great lakes my whole life so you don't want to get like pushed around and not able to get back to shore sure yeah don't get riptided out into the ocean heard yep good point Talking about Jenna for a second. Jenna's another one of the people with kind of like wasted potential for me. Okay. In Borneo, I was like, oh, you're the only person on your tribe besides Greg that likes actually playing this game. <laughs> and you ended up on the wrong tribe. So sorry. Yeah. She's good. She's observant. But she's just not active enough. She sees the things that are happening, takes in that information, and then chooses to do nothing with it. And maybe that's just because she thinks she's locked into the final four. And at this point, I mean, I don't think it's things. I think she is locked into the final <laughs> four. And if Rupert doesn't win immunity, locked into the final three. Mm. Would you take Rupert over, or would you get rid of Rupert over getting rid of one of the other two? Oh, I'm imagining, well, I guess it'd be a 2-2 vote then. Ooh. Interesting. Because I'm thinking Rob and Amber vote together. Sure. And they vote for Rupert because Rupert's the harder one to beat at a final three. Okay. Is final four going to go to rocks? Is it? It might. Mm. Interesting. Go find out. So, yeah. We get to the part where we have to we have to pick things. The Romantica restaurant, says Jeff. <laughs> Dumb. So dumb. So we have seven dishes. We have steak and shrimp, potatoes with tap water, salad with tap water that's chilled, Ooh. Ooh. a ham and cheese sandwich with sparkling water, and lemon, a hot dog, sauerkraut, and orange juice. Weird combination. Yeah. Cheeseburger plate with a soda. You could have done like fruit punch and it would have been better. <laughs> and rice with camp water. Yikes. Mm. So... <laughs> The fall off from number one to number two is fucking crazy. Yes. Open bar with a full steak dinner to number two being a hamburger and fries with a cola. Yeah. (laughs) That's insane, man. It's pretty wild. And I 
it's so tough to watch because you know someone's getting screwed here. Oh, and you know who it is. Yeah, absolutely. But it's it's clearly meant for not you, Shean. It's meant to decide what's going on with everybody else. Yeah. So here's what happens. Rupert gives himself the steak. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Unless you're like doing a Boston Rob and you want to spread the love. I don't think there's a deal they could have made. The food was already cooked. <laughs> yeah. And they, and Jeff said no sharing. He allows Rob to designate what he wants. Yeah, letting picking the person and letting them pick their meal is smart. I didn't think about that ahead of time. But, like, how do you know somebody's want the ham sandwich over the salad? Sure. You don't know what their tastes are. You don't know what they're feeling. Like, all right, cool, great. So Rob picks the cheeseburger plate. Amber was next, picks the... Or sorry, Jenna is next, picks the hot dog and sauerkraut. Amber, ham and cheese sandwich. Alicia, the salad. Which, which she says she would have picked over the hot dog. Fair. Tom, the potatoes. <laughs> and leaving Shean with the rice and camp water. And she, like, going back to it, Shean, I know you're upset. You don't need to have a snide comment for absolutely everything. Hold on, but the leaving the Asian with rice and water Those comment that she said that was mm, on point that was pretty funny i more meant the hope these are boiled like yeah <laughs> they are yeah shut up <laughs> yeah i get again we're just in this like i feel all the feelings that everyone is feeling and it's so hard to sit there and be like just shut up shut re- up redirect them at the next person so instead of it being like and i feel it's feeling it's hard but like instead of being like Oh, uh, hope they're boiled. Like, oh, wow, Tom. Oh, they really stuck you with a rough deal, didn't they? Like, put plant the seeds in the other people's heads that, hey, you are next after me. Mm-hmm. Put Do it something about it. Yeah, I get it. It's it's just, it's so tough. It's a hard game, man. It's a hard game. The funniest part, though, was Shein, like, staring and, like, leaning on Rupert's shoulder and being like, Oh, I just want to eat oh, your Tom's st- shoulder yeah. looking at Rupert's steak. Yeah, yeah I just want to eat the steak. I just want one bite. Yeah, and that... Shut up. <laughs> oh, but I want it. Just think it. No, I refuse. Before we move on, Rupert got real drunk just because people wanted to stay at the place. So, obviously, they were told, when you're done, you have to leave. So, Rupert just kept on drinking beers. He yep. drank seven beers and yep. was pretty silly. <laughs> Hey, you get to get drunk and your team's happy at you for it. Uh-huh. Great. But he also exposed his alliance of four. Sure did. Because uh-huh. Rupert, not always the best at strategy. Yep, correct. Which, again, later on we get we get talk about that. The only thing I will say is, like, cool, you exposed your alliance of four. It doesn't really matter. It's a game of, there's seven people left. Yeah. I can do that math. You're right. This should have been last time. Yeah. Okay, so the the Sheehan and Alicia conversation happened, so I already talked about that. We'll, we'll run on through that. The immunity challenge. You're standing on a log. You got one hand in the air. Don't move. From Africa. From Africa, yeah. Pulling from, from way back. So this is a good challenge. This is a good challenge. It's good, and it, it will continue to come back in many iterations. It's simple, but it's effective. Yes. It requires endurance. It requires focus. We see when Boston Rob loses, like he didn't he didn't give up because he was weak and tired. Mm-hmm. He gave up because a bug was biting him and he was trying to get at, or he had an itch or something. Yeah. Like it requires mental focus as well as physical strength. Here's something that I was thinking about during this: when it rained and it was raining here, I, was, I wrote the same thing down. How, how does this change the balance of the water? I wrote the exact same thing down because I was like, what happens if like. It because like they got lucky; it was only sprinkling. Yeah, but like, there's a world in which it starts torrentially downpouring, and then that thing just overflows mm-hmm. and tips. Hopefully, they did it right. Where if it does fill too high, it it just like pours over the side. But there is a world where it pulls forward. Yeah, yikes! I'd be and like we see Jenna says she doesn't move. I who's to say? I mean, she probably did, but. They're not going to go and redo the challenge. Absolutely not. It's going to be completely luck-based at that point. Uh Uh-huh. There is no world someone comes in and says, yeah, you didn't move at all. Sorry. So They got lucky that this was so unambiguous. uh Uh-huh. So we go through. Amber's the first one out in four minutes. Jenna at ten. 
and then here comes the jabber from Sheehan. Just so much like, shut up, throwing it back and forth. This is the one part where I'm like, I'm in on it. I'm I'm in on it once she wins. It's a motivational standpoint from yourself. Like, okay, you've convinced me. Yeah. If, if you want to, like, throw people off their rhythm, absolutely go for it. This is the time to do it. Tom out at 16 minutes. Jenna is pretty much booing Sheehan. Yeah, okay. We'll talk about that in a minute. Keep going. Yeah. Where we get to the point where, like, there's secrets. There's secrets out there. <laughs> and she's right. I Like, she's such a bad messenger for this, and it's disappointing because she's been so articulate the rest of the game to us. But she's tired, and she's fed up, and she's she's kind of snapped in a way. <laughs> but that whole, like, no, 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 they think there's no secrets between them. There are absolutely secrets between them. Yes. Talk about it. Uh-huh. Name and shame. Sure. Why not? What do you have to lose? Nothing. That's what exactly what I was going to say is she has nothing to lose at this point. That's why she's just like, let's go. But throwing out little chirps of like, oh, there are secrets. Like, that doesn't help. Jumping in being like, hey, Big Tom, why'd you eat the potatoes? <laughs> like, throw that kind of shit out there mm-hmm. instead. That's actually requires an answer versus just saying kind of shitty things and you will get you will be more effective yeah and it's so unfortunate because Sheehan up until this episode she's been nothing if not effective every single time she has failed up until this point both in Thailand and All-Stars it is not her fault there is nothing outside of just being stronger and like winning challenges for her team single-handedly which at her size and stature was not an option she hasn't really done much wrong. And I guess, assuming there was a merge when every other time there had been a merge and Jeff yeah. decided to leave one word out of it and say, ha ha, fuck you. <laughs> I never said merge. And this is the this is like the first time I feel like she's actually making like real mistakes. Anyway, I see what you're saying. Again, there's nothing to lose at this point. Yeah. Go out swinging. I much more appreciate her going out swinging than the people who just lay down and die. Me too. I just, I know that she can swing better than this. Sure. Around 38 minutes, and I think it was 38 minutes, I was watching this on my phone with captions on, and it went right over the the time. So about 38 minutes, Alicia done got got. And then the fake bug noise for Rob, hilarious. Oh, they put in the bug. Yes, because you can't hear individual no. bugs no. flying around. Oh, I will. I do want to say the people that uh, Alicia did it. She had like her shirt in the like on her wrist. Um, Shiana had her buff around her wrist. Correct. Super fucking smart. It's so smart. Just the weight of those chains, not rubbing against your skin, yep. is is just a little advantage. Anything you can get. I also was surprised that these are like clamped on. Like Jeff had to come over and like remove them. I was like. Fuck, if you, like, fell off the stump, like, if you slipped and fell off the stump... You could easily break your wrist. Yeah, or dislocate your shoulder. Like, I was... These aren't breakaway... Like, a breakaway shackle? Like, what are we doing here? Yeah, that's definitely fixed in future versions. I would imagine it is. Correct. So, Shean... We're down to Shean and Rupert. And Rupert looks so pained. He's like, I know I have to do this for my team, but, like, why? One more thing. Uh Uh-huh. I did fucking love that when Alicia fell, Jeff got soaked. Yes. Hilarious. Hilarious. So funny. It looked like he was at a ride at SeaWorld where yeah. it just like sprayed <laughs> right up in his face. Alicia is Shamu. And he confirmed. was he was not prepared even slightly. It was great. So yeah, we're down to Sheehan and Rupert. Rupert can't hang on. Sheehan, they went for like over two hours. Yeah. It's nuts. I would not be able to do that. I feel like I lose feeling in my arm after five minutes. Spite is a powerful motivator. You know it. (laughs) So now we have a problem. The one person who was not safe is now safe. Everybody else has to scramble. Yeah, and they have this weird thing of, like, chastising Shean for getting excited. And Alicia's like, you still have to live with us. You all, an hour ago... Or really, 10 minutes ago, we're like, Rupert, you have to win this so we can get rid of Sheehan. Correct. Guys, we have to win this as a team so we can get rid of Sheehan. Fuck off with that. <laughs> it, you you drew the battle lines, not Sheehan. Yeah. Yeah. And Sheehan was told this entire episode, it's her. It's yeah. her. Yeah. So, I get it. I get, I get why we're doing this. 
So here's where I was saying, and I got ahead of myself in previous episodes, where it's 2-2-2. Sure, yep. Where Alicia and Tom are like, all right, here we are, baby. <laughs> oh, and man, I thought I wrote down a quote, but I... I think I lost it at some. Is point. it talking about the where he was like, "Well, we didn't, we ain't kissing or nothing, but we do cuddle real close." Yeah, yeah. Oh, this is also where we want to talk about. Yeah, Rupert just talks different at this point in the season. Okay, like if I didn't know better, I would think that Rupert had a traumatic brain injury at this point. Like he's always kind of smiling for no reason, mm-hmm. assumingly. I mean, he, this is where it's catching up to him. That's what I... Yeah. No, Rupert does not seem like he's okay anymore. Like, think about the gravitas he has in Pearl Islands. And this cannot all be editing. Like, the gravitas he has when he talks and when he's like, it's reeks of death. Yeah. And, like, all of that. And this, he's, like, always kind... He's kind of gone mad. Like, he's the fucking Mad Hatter of Panama at this point. <laughs> I see what you're saying. Yeah. I still like, love him, though. Oh, no, I still love him. I just am like, that dude ain't right. Like, there's something wrong with Rupert by this point in back-to-back seasons. Anytime anybody wants to do back-to-back seasons, they should have to watch these two seasons and go, are you sure? You want to do that? You sure about that? You sure about that? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think I lost my notes for this last section. So quick run through. I think the Alicia and Tom bonding is really funny. I wanted that odd couple so bad. Yeah. The just quick scramble of Jenna being like, Rupert, I love you, but you you need a coach. You need someone to like. Rupert needs to go home and needs a therapist. (laughs) No, I, yes, I, there's a lot of scrambling, like, to Sheehan, kind of. Kind of. Not really. People flirt with the idea of getting rid of Boston Rob, but nobody does it. Nobody does it. Boston Rob should go home this episode. Although I will say controversial opinions okay. even or controversial question i guess with alicia gone with the jury makeup is boston rob a goat do you believe and i pretending that you don't know what you know sure do you believe he can sway any of those three people if you're looking at it like strictly on what we've seen so far and the people that are pretty much out for him saying like you fucked us over yeah I would look at that as like a yeah. You'd have to win all four other votes. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. And like final tribal can change a lot. Mm-hmm. And he's persuasive. Yes. He's dangerous. I'd still fucking get rid of him. But I do wonder if that's going through some of their minds of like, hey, we heard Lex and Kathy and that big fight. <laughs> hey, we know Alicia didn't really like him very much. Hmm. 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 Interesting. So, one last thing that I want to pull out before Tribal. I love the balls on Sheehan asking Amber, or like talking to Amber about getting rid of Rob. And she considers it. She does. I don't think it's... I think Amber's a good enough game player to always consider all of her options, but I don't Uh think it was a serious consideration. No, absolutely not. But... I appreciate everyone being in, everyone involved not shaking this off and saying, no, that's dumb. Yeah. It's great. She doesn't say, no, he's my right or die. She says, well, he does trust me. Yeah. Even if I did want to stab him. <laughs> hmm. Anything from Tribal you want to pull out? I wrote down here, there was a thing I couldn't tell what Alicia said, um, but I don't remember where that was, so I need to get better at taking notes. okay so one thing boston robs like i've wanted to do this since day three see you later sayonara did you look behind him during that no the whole fucking everyone could hear him really they were like like leading over like talking to each other like they were he was like yelling it's i would not be surprised if there was like a, a story on background where it's like how Rob Sesnino got yelled at for singing. Like, if they had to be like, Boston Rob, you need to shut the fuck up in the voting special. <laughs> because, like, it is so obvious that every they don't know what he, who he's voting for because it's all they can hear him saying is, like, goodbye, sayonara, all these goodbye in a bunch of different languages. That was very funny. And 
after Alicia goes. <laughs> Jeff says, like, from what Sheehan said, it's obvious that you approached her with, like, honesty and respect <laughs> in regards to, like, her being the next one to go. It's like, Jeff, you have wildly misinterpreted the situation. Jeff, I don't think that's right. Uh-uh. They told her because they fucking hate her and want her to go home. Yeah. About that. But this infighting between all of them is just going to let Boston Robin Amber walk right to the end. We see on the next time on, Rupert and Jenna are fighting. Mm-hmm. Sheehan doesn't get along with anybody. Alicia burned all her bridges before she left. Tom doesn't have a friend in the world, I guess. He does. It's his son. Well, okay. A friend on the show. And the goat. <laughs> and the goat. That's true. Um, and the booze when he can get it. Hell yeah. I thought, because they were all returnees and all knew each other, that we were going to have a very peaceful like end of the show. Whole brother. <laughs> oh, brother. They are mad. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Alicia's gone. How would Alicia do in Future Survivor? Mm. she weirdly enough she's kind of similar to boston rob yeah i would agree she if she's in the power position i think she does fine Mm -hmm. i do think that boston rob because he's more willing to stab somebody in the face is always going to be a better game player than she is but if she's on the winning side if she's on the winning alliance she will go far because she's a she's a good contributor around camp She's a good contributor on the team. She wags her finger real good. She wags her finger real good. But man, does she have a vicious death spiral. (laughs) The moment things start going wrong, they go real, real wrong. And I think you're right. Like, her social game is weak at points where she's not good at reaching out to make connections. Like, she'll she'll get the connections, like, people who want to work with her. But the, like, establishing is not her strong point they have to come to her yeah so yeah i mean i i don't necessarily think i I, you know she's also kind of abrasive which i don't love the angry black woman edit but now we have two seasons of like people being like she's kind of hard to be around and at that point that's too many people for me to say that's an editing decision (laughs) when it comes to the show i'm sure in, in her personal life she's perfectly lovely and reasonable yeah so, yeah, I don't think she... I think this is kind of her ceiling, to be honest. Like, final seven-ish. Like, I think most times she goes home right around the merge. Okay. Well, guess what? She's not coming back. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, she's done. She is, however, the first person to be voted out after improving upon her previous standing. Interesting. hmm Okay. So she has... She's on the right side of the tribal game this time. Correct. Before she was voted out... 24 days and she lasted 30 days here hmm. okay noise she was the first shapira member voted out since <sighs> who would that have been sue went home uh-huh who was before sue i don't know i'm too tired to know, get man. through this a long time ago yeah <laughs> another fun fact that i have in front of me the necklace alicia wore in all stars was made for her as a gift by former tribesmate Elizabeth Fularski. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Elizabeth Hasselbeck. 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 Future talk show host Elizabeth. Sure. <laughs> cool. Your protagonist of the episode? It's Sheehan. Yes. Yeah. I mean, the whole episode is like, whoo, we get to get rid of Sheehan. <laughs> and then Sheehan goes, Uno reverse card. Got him. Fucking got him. Cool. God, Sheehan's going home next episode. <laughs> <laughs> Can you win two in a row? We'll see. We'll see. Bumper. That'll do it for this episode of the Survivor Turning Back Time podcast. Jared, we're like silly tired. Dude, I'm so exhausted. And I think I have good stamina, but I need a, I need, I need a, like a week. <laughs> I need a coma. Yeah. What do you want to promote, Steven? I want to promote sleep. Sleepy times. That's a pretty good one. Yeah. What about you? I'm going to promote us because it's been a while. Please rate and review us. Share us to your friends and all of that. The normal podcast stuff. Melatonin. I'm so... Listen, I know it's not good content just talking to Mike about like how fucking tired I am. But like, I looked into your eyes and I, f- I was like, wow, we are barely holding it together. Sleepy time tea. 
Yes. Big blankets. Come. For my co-host Jared, this is Steven. For my host Steven, this is Jared. We're gonna go cuddle up near a fire and roast some marshmallows. I'm gonna be the small spoon. I don't know that I can, like, get around you. <laughs> you can be a backpack. You are bigger than me. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye!